Hey folks, welcome back to Travel and Trivia, a podcast for curious travelers eager to embark on their next adventure. Spring has sprung. Well, at least it has if you live anywhere around the same latitude that we do. Seasons are a funny thing. If the Earth wasn't tilted at 23.5 degrees while orbiting the sun, we wouldn't really have them at all. Furthermore, depending on your location on the globe, it could be spring in Michigan and fall in Argentina. As a youngster, I must admit, spring was never my favorite. But as I've grown older, it's grown on me. In many ways, spring is the coming of a new year. Flowers blossom, many animals give birth, and the sun stays in the sky for just a bit longer with each passing day. If you're guilty of a dreary spring mindset, I highly encourage you to try and find the beauty in it. That fresh rain smell, the vitamin D you've been missing all winter, and the fragrances of flowers wafting through the air. A reminder, there will be just over 30 seconds to answer each question, so if you're impatient like me, feel free to skip ahead. Without further ado, let the round begin. Question 1. For this question, let's assume we're in the Northern Hemisphere. March came in like a lion, but now it's going out like a lamb. March 20th signifies the official first day of spring. Astronomically speaking, what is the correct name for this day when the world experiences an equal amount of daylight and darkness? And the answer is the vernal equinox. If you just said equinox, I'd give it to you. The name for this special day of equal light and dark is Latin. Vernal is Latin for spring and equinox means equal light. So if you happen to drive a Chevy equinox, I suppose you can call it the Chevy equal light to impress or annoy your friends. Question two. We've all heard the saying, April showers bring May flowers. This has led many across the U.S. to assume that April is on average the rainiest month of the year. But is it? According to a study published by AccuWeather.com that looked at average rainfall across the U.S. each month, where did April rank? Was it A, 1st, B, 3rd, C, 4th, or D, 5th? And the answer is D, 5th. 5th is pretty middle of the pack for a month known for showers. So what is the wettest average month of the year? That title goes to June most years. Keep in mind this question averages the U.S. as a whole, and in some regions, April may in fact be the wettest month. If it seems to you like more showers occur in April, you are on to something. While it isn't the wettest month when comparing total precipitation, it does have more showers than other months. During April, bands of strong winds that followed the jet stream moved north. 
These winds result in an explosion of cumulus clouds, a.k.a. rain clouds. Question 3. Long before the season was called spring, what was the original name of the time between winter and summer? A. Warmer B. Blossom C. Lent or D. Planting Answer is not warmer. I'm sorry if I got anyone's hopes up. The answer is Lent or the Lenten season. This name comes to us from the Old English word lengthen, which means to make longer or greater in length. Since each passing day of spring gets a little bit more daylight, the name checks out. Hooray for super literal names that actually make sense. If anyone said springing time, you deserve a point. When the term Lent was being phased out during the 1300s, it was replaced with springing time before it was eventually shortened to spring. Question 4. As we mentioned earlier, there's plenty of beauty to be found during spring. It's not all earthworms on the wet pavement. Many flowers bloom during the spring season, filling the air with fine fragrance and filling our minds with the mood-enriching visuals of gorgeous flowers. One place on earth celebrates this blossoming time of year in a big way. What country holds the largest tulip festival in the world? And the answer is the Netherlands. The largest tulip festival occurs near Amsterdam each spring. This year, the dates are March 23rd to May 14th. Each fall, over 7 million bulbs are planted by hand, so they'll be ready to flower in vibrant colors across the province. If you can't justify dropping everything and hopping on a flight to the Netherlands, don't worry. I've got a backup plan ready for you. Holland, Michigan has one of the largest tulip festivals each year in North America. The festival is held the first and second weekend of May. There will be over 6 million tulips available for your viewing pleasure. Question 5. Each year, the coming of spring ushers in new life for many plant and animal species across the globe. It makes sense. Temperatures are rising, food is becoming more available. These things could really set up a newborn animal for success. However, not all animals follow this rule. Which of the following animals does not traditionally give birth during the spring? A. Deer B. Wolves C. Bears or D. Skunks
And the answer is C. Bears. Species of bears that hibernate actually give birth during the long and often cold winter months. To some, this may sound like the absolute worst time to bring a newborn into the world. But the mama bear, tucked deeply in her winter den, is likely doing just fine. Throughout the previous year, she worked tirelessly to build up her fat stores in preparation for hibernation and giving birth. When the female and cubs finally come out for spring, they have a leg up. They can now devote all of their precious time to foraging and preparing for the next winter. Question 6. The U.S. averages over 1,200 of these each year, with about 53% occurring during spring. What natural disaster occurs most often during the spring season? is tornadoes. May ranks number one with an average of 277 tornadoes per year. The prevailing northern winds of spring pushes through the deep south first before settling in the midwest and the plains later on during tornado season. This season also brings the deadliest tornadoes with strengths of EF4 to EF5 possible. Our thoughts and prayers go out to those lost and families displaced by the recent devastating tornadoes in Rolling Fork and Silver City, Mississippi. If you don't have one already, develop an action plan for when severe weather strikes your area. Chloe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say the last seventh question stretch we did was the latest we've ever done. This has to be the earliest. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Woo, 7 a.m. crew! Well, let me just give you a quick life lesson here. If you record a podcast, this is going to apply to a few people who record things. Do a sound check every time you go to record. If you take a break in between for whatever reason, if nothing changes whatsoever, you might still want to know that it's going to sound exactly like you want it to before recording two thirds of the podcast. Would that be a correct statement, Chloe? Yep. I would agree. Chloe's not as much of a morning person, so this could be rough for us. Um, I'm kind of liking it. I got my little cold brew coffee sitting next to me. Uh, I might be off the walls a little bit. Before we jump into spring, should I say hop into spring? Is that... Okay, we went back in time. Before we hop into spring, we've got a a plea, uh, a cry for information, for guidance, if you will. Um, As a lot of you know, we have a trip coming up to California where we were supposed to spend three days in Sequoia and Kings Canyon, and then we would march our way on over to Yosemite. Looks like Yosemite is still in the cards, at least most of it, but Sequoia, Kings Canyon, the estimates on the road being open are not until mid-June, which if you know anything about construction, that's probably even later, so... May 6th, probably not going to work. So we've kind of come up with this backup plan, but we're open to any other ideas that are somewhat in the area because this one involves driving eight hours up from Fresno to Redwood National Park and State Park. We have a few days, so I the driving doesn't bother me, but it's just one of those things like, is it worth it going up there? I Personally, I feel like it will be because I love a big tree. I mean, that's like since I was just a young buck. Oh, I, I was thinking about it the other day. This is getting off topic just a little bit. Tallest tree you've ever seen. How tall do you think it is? I, I have no idea. What kind of a question is that? A 
couple hundred feet. All right. It's probably not even a couple hundred feet. It's probably about like 150. That'd be a big white pine tree. Okay. Might be teetering toward. I don't I don't know. I don't know. But definitely not 380 like Hyperion, which you should not go to. Don't go to that. You destroy its root system. It doesn't look any different than any of the other trees that are in the area. And it's probably going to get passed up pretty soon by a quicker growing tree. So leave them alone. Anyway, it alone. I don't know why I gave it a. So we're down for the redwoods. And then if we still have some extra time, we were thinking maybe like scoot over to Lake Tahoe, uh, Lassen Volcano. Just not really sure. We'll have to do some more research on it. But if any of you have any suggestions, uh, we are open to any DM or fill out the contact form on our website and let us know. Hit us up. We'll think about it. Okay, Seth. Now I have a question for you. At what point in the U.S.? Do they just not have the four different seasons? Mm, this is tough. I'm going to start off with like some logic that goes back and we'll eventually get to why it's relevant. Uh, this comes from another podcast. Uh, Steve Ranella has the idea that in order for a state to be considered a southern state, it's one that you cannot ice fish in or do not ice fish in regularly. So if, if you're a northern state, if you flip it around, it probably makes more sense that way. You have to have an ice fishing like quote unquote like a legit season not just once in a blue moon uh you get out your you get out your fishing pole your your granddad's ice fishing pole because that's the last time it ever happened i'm talking like you can fish in the winter time on the ice which puts the line i'm gonna say somewhere around like like the ohio river if you extended that across because i'm thinking like kentucky people weren't ice fishing i don't definitely you know tennessee's below that so no like missouri maybe like the northern bit of missouri if i have a map right in my head right now so that's like where winter is kind of not as relevant anymore like yeah you still have it but they definitely still do get snow so i think that pushes the line a little bit further south even because then you got to think about like Who's not really getting snow? And for me, like, I think it pushes it basically to Florida, like the line that Florida's on, even though they get cold days and they get super hot days, you're not getting true seasons anymore. If it frosts every once in a while, that's not winter, you know, and if it's pretty much green all year round, it's you kind of skipped spring. Just like the different plants have different times that they grow, but still it's not not full on. So if you extend that like across somewhere like that Florida panhandle latitude, somewhere right around there. But then you get into like the desert southwest and things get confusing again because of the elevations and like the, yeah, they get a lot of snow, but it's 9,000 feet and super hot and super cold in the same day. Like our Grand Canyon fiasco. How are you supposed to plan for that? So that's a little bit long-winded, Chloe. I don't know if there's a perfect answer. It might be a squiggly line. I don't think it's a straight line at all. But yeah, that's that's what I got for you. Okay, very nice. Yeah, just like thinking back to Kentucky, we definitely had snow, but it would never stay. And fall was maybe two weeks long. Like I felt like the colors changed on the, or the leaves changed. And then the next week they all were dead and fell. <laughs> so it was... It's just weird that technically they probably have the four seasons, but it's a lot different than what we're used to in Michigan. Yeah, I like the sharp cuts between seasons that we get here. It's just like, oh, one day, one day you're you're dreading going outside, and then it, the sun comes up, and you're like, oh, it's kind of kind of warm out. I don't, I probably don't need that jacket. And then the next day it snows. But anyway, that's just living here. You gotta <laughs> you gotta deal with that. All right, Chloe, I know you're itching to talk about this. 
Um, spring of the year right now is the time to get your garden ready to go talk about that a little bit yeah so last year was the first time we attempted a garden and we had like three elevated boxes and we we just kind of tried everything so we weren't going with the less is more mentality but this year i think we're gonna lean a little bit more towards that but have bigger plots so we'll end up yielding more hopefully yeah quick note on that if you are not much of a green thumb or you're just looking to have like your first garden year plant jalapeno peppers and broccoli i don't think we could have killed them if we tried those we have we have jalapenos in the freezer still we'll have jalapenos still the end of time i think they fruited like i think it's fruited for them um every day it seemed like there was a new one on there and i like spicy stuff but i don't not every single one of the recipes i make <laughs> needs a jalapeno in it so we got stockpile it's good and the broccoli uh it just ended up being way bigger than like store broccoli i guess and if you give it a first cutting, you can get a little second cutting off of the little sprout. So there's a little tip for you. But this year, instead of going to the greenhouse and getting plants that have already started to grow, we we did buy our own seeds. So we're going to attempt to start them in indoors. So we've already started one because we had some potatoes on our counter that were sprouting and had the eyes. So I found this article that I sent to Seth to, <laughs> to try out. So Seth, please go into detail about that. I should have done like some more prep for this or ran to the store to get some different uh, like plastic cups or something. We didn't have a whole bunch of red solo cups laying around. So I just kind of used every cup that I knew wouldn't be getting used here for a while because you're supposed to suspend them in water cut in half on toothpicks so it's a goofy looking setup it looks like a giant like water bug on top of these on top of the water of these glasses so we've got everything from i know there's a few like christmas themed glasses out there in the windowsill um a mickey mouse glass uh those awful ones with the i'm pretty sure there's lead paint in those we got to get rid of those those gold looking ones that that's that's not good probably not good for the potatoes either anyway Oh, a couple Tupperwares. I mean, it's a random setup. There's an old candy jar that says candy on it. It's got a potato in it right now, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting for roots. Um, as a matter of fact, after this, I got to check. See, is it, some of the estimates were like one to two days. Some of them were like one to two weeks. I'm like, how's it vary that much? But we'll keep you updated on how the sprouting uh, of everything goes. I'm going to be doing some planting uh, later this week, actually. Indoor planting. My mom's pretty hype about it, too. I mean, I'm a little bit biased. I'm a big fan of spring just because my birthday's in spring, which is coming up. So I'm excited for it. But another thing I do like about spring is that it gives us a break from the winter that we just got absolutely smoked by snow and bitter cold winds. So it's nice and refreshing to have the sun come out after months of not seeing it. So we're very excited about that. <laughs> Gotta get that vitamin D. That's a that's a real thing, by the way. If you don't supplement with vitamin D, I'm not a doctor, but do some of your own research on that. Everybody's vitamin D deficient just about. I mean, if you're not taking a little like even a thousand IUs, little international units a day, what are you doing? You got to get some of that in you because there's no way you're getting enough sun, but I digress. And if you want to give Chloe a birthday shout out April 8th, uh, she's pretty big into birthdays. She has been all of her life where it's turned into... You know what? So Chloe's from a family where she just has, has brothers. She's the only girl. So there's a few things that she really just like takes advantage of, I think, of being the only girl, kind of like daddy's little girl, kind of sweetums, whatever. And so she makes her birthday a whole week. 
And sometimes it verges into another week if people aren't able to all meet up in that week. So then she just goes ahead and extends it. So like, let's say something had to get done um, around the house. I know this because I was over at your house when we were young, younger. And uh, like poor Ethan just got stuck with every chore that you had for the week. Like that was his gift to you because he was little and didn't have any money. Make my bed, uh, clean out my car. Love you. You're bad. You're bad. Yeah. You want to talk about your birthday on here? We can talk about your birthday. No, that is not true. But I definitely. That is all true. <laughs> no. Lee would always offer to clean my car for my birthday, which was very nice. So that was like a gift. I did not force it upon anyone. You're making it sound like I was a horrible sister. I think you were just an older, wiser sister that could take advantage of. Poor Mar. What's he going to do? He was like just getting spoon fed potatoes. <laughs> He was like, yeah, by the way, you're going to have to do the dishes, buddy. All right. It's my birthday week. And, and now back, back to, to the, the trivia. trivia. Question seven. Which of the following does not flower in spring? A. Daffodils. B. Tulips. C. Lilacs. D. Dandelions. Or E. Sunflowers. Answer is E. Sunflowers. Daffodils, tulips, lilacs, and dandelions are all perennials, meaning they'll pretty regularly pop back up each spring when the conditions are right. Most sunflowers, on the other hand, are annuals that are planted each spring and often come to full bloom in August or September. During my research, I did find that there are several hybrid strains of sunflowers that are now technically perennials, but it still appears that even those sunflowers wait until the late summer months to bloom. Question 8. A question for those with a culinary interest. It isn't rare for these babies to go for $50 a pound after being cut from the ground. They come in several shades and grow in most places east of the Mississippi and even a few areas west of the Rockies. Dry them if you like or eat them fresh sautéed in butter. What are they? And the answer is morel mushrooms. So what's with the high price tag? Morels are special. This fungus is only available for a limited time each year during the spring. While it's possible to find them popping up in the most random locations, you can narrow your search if you know what you're looking for. Although they have been grown in strict laboratory environments, most gardeners, even those with the greenest thumb, can't grow morels at home. This wildness has led to a certain mystique and certainly an appreciation for what nature can provide that we humans cannot successfully replicate. I'll provide the link to www.thegreatmorel.com. 
their morel sighting maps might give you a decent place to start your search for this special mushroom. Question 9. Maybe it's the extra vitamin D that gives us that springtime boost of energy, or maybe it's the extra oxygen to thank from all those growing plants. Whatever the reason, spring can be a pretty crazy time, as we'll see in today's wacky news story question. I will list off four headlines, and your job will be to decide which story actually happened. Good luck. A. Oklahoma man charged with reckless driving after chasing down tornado that took his home. B. Elderly Ohio woman sentenced after killing neighbor's flowers to win Spring Bloom Festival. C. Florida cops arrest loitering alligator in Tampa Bay. D. Montana man found in critical condition after claiming to have hibernated through winter. Answer is C. If you've tuned into this show before, you know that anything can happen in Florida. A nine foot alligator was loitering on a Florida street for a bit too long, long enough for the police to get involved and make a quote unquote arrest. Quoting here because the journalist deserves a shout out the lizard lockdown happened Wednesday night, end quote. Body cam footage shows the alligator was treated like any other suspect. A local alligator trapper contracted with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission was quoted as saying, They did a great job, so I guess there's some good old boys on the TPD that have this thing taken care of for me. Question 10. During the spring, MLB teams take to warmer climates for their annual spring training. What two states host all 30 MLB teams? And the answers are Arizona and Florida. In general, the teams are split into each location based on their geographic location, with eastern teams playing in Florida and western teams playing in Arizona. Although there are some exceptions. While spring training's grapefruit and cactus leagues may not amount to much more than organized scrimmages, they prove incredibly important to the area's local economy. Arizona's Cactus League generates more than $300 million a year to the greater Phoenix metropolitan area economy. In the event of a tie, or if you're looking to earn a little extra credit, here's today's bonus question. There are too many comical and witty spring riddles to include them all, but for today's bonus question, I'll give you four to solve. If you're taking this game really seriously with a group, let's say each riddle is worth one quarter of a bonus point. Let's begin. Number one, what did the big flower say to the little one? Number two, what goes up when the rain comes down? 
Number three, why couldn't the flower ride its bike? Number four, why did the farmer bury all his money? So, what did the big flower say to the little one? You're really growing, bud. What goes up when the rain comes down? An umbrella. Why couldn't the flower ride its bike? It lost its petals. Why did the farmer bury all of his money? To make his soil rich, of course. Alright folks, that brings us to the end of another episode of Travel and Trivia. We hope you enjoyed testing your knowledge and maybe even pick some up along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to leave us a review. That would be much appreciated. If you would like to learn more about the topics discussed in today's episode, check the references linked in the show notes. If you haven't already, give the show a follow and share with your traveling friends. Be sure to join us next week for Georgia Trivia. As always, we at Malcolm Media wish you well on your next adventure. You'll only ever regret the trips you don't take. <laughs>